She's wearing a blazer today, ladies and gentlemen. But welcome back. If you are new, my name is Lily. This is the Lily Paulina Beauty Podcast. So we're going to be talking about self-love, self-development, the relationship that I have with God and how it's been developed and all the amazing things that he's doing in my life, which hopefully encourages you guys to start, you know, pick up a pen, a journal, a meditation practice or something. Episode four, you guys. I am so, 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 so excited. Welcome back to the Lily Paulina Beauty Podcast. My first book review in this book, honestly, like has helped me out so much. Being that one of the subjects that I go over is self-development, I felt like my first book review had to be over one of the books that has helped me out the most. And The title is called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. I am definitely going to link the Audible version link below. You guys have to promise me that you guys are going to buy and listen to this book. You guys, it's the best six hours that you will invest. It's the best self-development book that I have read. Um, You guys have probably heard of Napoleon Hill for those of you that are in the business world or in the self-development industry uh, with his really, really famous book, bestseller, millions and millions of copies, different languages all over the world called Think and Grow Rich. Okay, where do I start this book? Ah! (laughs) Who would have thought I could like be this passionate about a book? But you guys like this book is an amazing way that the author like story told. So, okay, let's go back. This book was written three or five years after Think and Grow Rich, which again, millions and millions of copies, bestseller, all that stuff, right? So it was written in the Great Depression, during the Great Depression. And it's really interesting, the timing of things, right? Because this book actually wasn't published until I want to say like 72, 77 years after it was written because of Napoleon's Napoleon Hill's wife made him made her promise made made him promise her that while she was alive this book wouldn't be published because she was so scared of um like the reaction of people right and you guys have to consider that this was in the 1930s or 20s whenever the great depression was I feel like when it was published it's like okay where it was actually So if it was 70 something years later, this had to be like right after the real estate crash. So 07, 06, 09, something around those years. So it's just interesting. Like it was written during the Great Depression. Then it was released 70 something years later during a a big economic crash. And now that I started my podcast and I'm talking about it, we are definitely going through something, right? Like with the inflation and everything. So I thought this was like a perfect book. I hope you guys, I'm not going to tell you guys everything, but I'm going to tell you kind of like the storyline behind it. And hopefully you guys can pick up some gems, gems from this episode. In fact, I know from this episode, you guys will pick up some gems for those. Like, again, this podcast is not for everybody, but for my people that are into like, really growing their self-love relationship with themselves and self-development, like, this is for you right here. A lot of people are going to be, like, I feel like as soon as you hear the title, right, because it's outwitting the devil, but under, I think it says, like, a subtitle, something like um, an interview with the devil. So a lot of people are going to be like, okay, is this true? Is this not true? I 
think that we all have different perspectives, you know? Like, I feel like the way it was written by Napoleon Hill based on his other book, I feel like it was true for him. So, I don't know. A lot of things felt true to me, but like anything, keep what feels right with you and then disregard what doesn't feel right for you. But... I feel like it was the truth. I feel like he really did have in some type of like meditation, like phase or something, um, was able to type into this consciousness, you know, because he asks him, like one of the questions he asks is, what do you look like? You know, and depending on how you were raised, we all have different beliefs and beliefs change over time and things like that. But there was a lot of like, oh, you need to be good or else, you know, like the devil's going to pull your legs at night or something. I don't know if it was like a Mexican thing or what it was. Um, or You know, some of my family members or cousins being assholes just to scare me. But yeah, so there was a lot of fear behind um the devil right like they teach us that there's a god and then there is a devil so the devil like there's a lot of different stories behind it i honestly feel like what i believe now based on my life experience and things like that i feel like it's just negative energy and that's why i feel like this book is true because he he asks him how do you look like and then he says like he giggles or whatever and he's like I am not limited by physical things he's like I I'm I can be anywhere I classify myself as the negative part of the atom you know so atoms are like divided by positive and negative like energy or whatever so interesting right he says that so that's why I feel like as the interview goes on he says I control 95% of the world and I claim, right? I'm like, if you're not seeing this in video, I'm doing the parentheses, air parentheses. I claim after death, 95 or 90% of all the world's population as they're going. And it's interesting because there's a question in there and he says, pretty much the devil responds like there is no like hell after earth or something like people create a hell on earth something around those lines and I felt like there was so much true to that because you guys we might not have a lot of control over life circumstances sometimes but we definitely have a hundred and twenty percent control over our thoughts and what thoughts we allow and you know, Napoleon Hill asks him, like, well, how do you take over? How do you take over people? You know, he's like, and then he answers like, oh, well, by the unused space from them not using their mind, not thinking for themselves. And it kind of ties into the stuff I was talking to you guys about, like, you know, really making sure that we stay present and aware and you know, like if you are, if the owner's home, aka if you're aware, no, nobody can break in easily, right? So it's around a lot of the things I've picked up and I've, I've mentioned this book 
for a reason because it has so much common sense in it when it comes to depression, poverty, anxiety, that he can't physically punish someone only through fear. And the way the biggest, how do I explain this? His biggest tactics, his biggest like, um, the, the types of fear that work the best for him or it, or whatever you want to call it, is the fear of poverty, of death, those being the biggest ones, criticism, old age, loss of love, and health. So he says it doesn't matter, like, to, because he's in the mind, right? To the mind, and I'm not saying that he's your mind. I'm just saying, like, he is, based on this book, he's in your mind, right? Your unused part. It doesn't matter if it's based on a true thing or a false thing, you are, he is, it is punishing you through fear, which is self-induced, you know, a lot of the time, it's, most of the time your fear ends up on something that doesn't happen. So I found that really interesting. And he's like, okay, okay, they talk about that or whatever. He's like, well... How can can people break free from you? And if they can, how? Like, you know, how are how are they able to be saved, you know, through God and stuff like that? And he says that why doesn't God intervene and save us? And he says, or it says, because my my opposition, which is aka God isn't interested in such wink links. And I thought that was so interesting because God wants us, I mean, at least what the Bible says of what I've understood from what I read so far is that he really pushes us having faith in him because that's when it matters the most, when shit is falling apart. Like, it's so easy. Que hipócrito de nosotros tener fe, to have faith, you know, when things are going great, but then when things are falling apart, we're like, God, where are you? God, where are you? Versus, you know, like staying present, becoming present, be like, okay, what's triggering me? What's going on? What do I have control over? All right, let's go, you know, and focusing on when you have control over and have faith with the rest that's out of your hands. Like, he didn't promise for it to be easy, but he promised for us, to, for him to be there for us, you know? But we need to uh, give him space through faith, I believe, for him to do that for us. And through a life experience, you guys, if I would just tell you, <laughs> one day I'm going to tell you guys everything. But just remember this, walking miracle over here, you guys have no freaking idea. I'd be testing my faith sometimes. Before I go any further, I just want to say, like, out there, open prayer right now. Like, I'm so thankful, like, Diosito for for how you've taken care of me and my kids lately and how you provide for us and how you just protect us and you're there for us. And anybody that's watching this, like, bless them. You've given me so much grace. Give them grace, not just because they're here listening to me, but just in general, like, you wanted me to create this podcast. You've been putting it in my heart and I'm being obedient and I'm listening to you. So I open up my heart and my voice to you so this can be your messages and not mine. Thank you so much, Yosito. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. Sorry, you guys. I'd be like that. I'll be that friend where we'd be walking around. And if I feel like we need to pray, I'd be like, dude, we're freaking praying in this freaking sidewalk because 
God's, God deserves that or more. Like, he has done so much, you guys. He really has. And that's one of the things that I wanted to tell you guys. Like, the enemy or the negative energy that consumes us, its job is not, it's to make us focus on all the negative stuff, which takes away our attention from all the good things, all the juicy things that are happening to us in life. He says that there's a few ways to get out of it because we get into something called hypnotic rhythm, which you guys will learn about in the book. And a few of those ways that we're able to kind of like wake up and snap out of it is self-discipline and definite of purpose, which a lot of us are walking around like, I want you guys to know right now, like, there's no middle class. Before, there used to be, like, poverty, middle class, and, like, you're making it, right? But basically, there's three levels. Tax brackets, whatever. You guys, the middle class is the one that gets fucked the most. Like, there's so much more tax um, benefits up here and down here. In the middle, you're screwed. In the middle, you're one bad economic turn from coming here. It takes the same amount of effort to be here and here or here. You know, what distracts us from getting there is that we haven't decided no matter what, this is where I'm going to be. Every time that we have just like really, 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 really decided to do something, we figure out a way to do it. But we're not getting it done because we haven't sat down and really took those half a day, six hours, one hour, 30 minutes, whatever you are at in your life. Because we've all done a little bit of work here, a little bit of work here. And it all counts to sit down and figure out the life you want and then make a decision to not let temporarily defeat stop you Einstein I mean I think it took him like 10,000 times to fail before he freaking succeeded with the light bulb and all that stuff how many of us have the fucking willingness and the capacity and the endurance and the will to even do it 10 times it's always when we are about to quit, when we're the closest. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's hard. It's supposed to because we're growing. We're stretching. We're under pressure, you guys. Like, it's, I feel like we've made it. Our perspective could be a lot more productive and more positive because at the end of the day, the story that we tell ourselves is the truth. We're going to go through it no matter what. How we see it is up to us. What winners know and people that succeed known from all the books that I've read is that there's like if you have a little defeat, there's that same amount of opportunity of that defeat. Like the, the amount of defeat that you've gone through or lost or whatever is the same amount of opportunity, size of opportunity that is under that defeat if you are just brave enough to open up your eyes instead of like I fucked up I fucked up I fucked up to be like okay what did I fucked up what did I do a lot of us are just like we fucked up we fucked up and we stay there in the shit versus trying figure being brave enough to look at the freaking shit 
and figuring out what we can do better. Because every loss is a loss if you don't learn from it. It seems like they're losing and it's hard and they give up, you know, and I don't know if it's because I've this is just the nature of owning a business and it's just like, well, dumb, not going to give up because it's like business, right? It's I understand there's cycles, but when you're a side of it and you're like an artist or whatever, sometimes you don't realize that. And it took me a while to realize it, but this book has really helped me out. I hope you guys really like it. And until next Wednesday, I have, um, like I said, the whole season planned out. But if there's something that you guys would want me to talk about or something, like, please, please comment below. I love you guys so much. And until next time, adios.